Today, we're going to learn about marketing research and some of the top tools available today at no cost. So sit back and enjoy. to be here today with you all. I'm looking forward to sharing some information and hopefully having a good discussion at the end. We definitely want you guys to ask questions and interact. So please, like Chelsea said, use that chat function and we have left some time at the end for some questions too. So I will go ahead and jump in. So today we're going to go through just a quick introduction about who I am, why I'm actually qualified to talk to you on this subject, <laughs> which is important. Uh, the importance of market research, market and marketing research, understanding your target audience, connecting and engaging with customers, developing meaningful content, get into some competitor insights, and then a few slides on media planning. My slide's not going. Okay, here we go. All right, so I am co-founder and CEO of Catalyst Media Design. So we are a specialized advertising agency that focuses on paid media research and planning. So television, radio, out of home, print, and certainly digital these days. Uh, we do it all, but we are specialized in that one area. So everybody that works for us is just focused on that. That's their passion. That's all the work that we do to get stronger in that one area. Um, my background, um, I've been in media my entire career, so just over 20 years. Um, and I've been on all sides of the business within media. So I've been a buyer planner, I've been in research, analytics, um, business development, client management, and now ownership. Uh, I'm a proud two-time ASU graduate. I have a, a bachelor's degree in marketing and an MBA in general management. I'm also actively involved in the community, giving back to organizations such as the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the Junior League of Phoenix, and Valley Leadership. So about us, I've kind of gotten into a little bit of this here, um, but we have a brand promise and that is that we serve as a catalyst of connectivity, helping our clients achieve their brand's potential by defining, finding, and connecting them with the people who will become their most valuable customers. So you're going to get a little bit of a peek, peek behind how we do that here today. Um, and we do consider ourselves to be experts in all forms of media on and offline. So first question, why do marketing research? Why is it important? Um, quote that I found, I don't know who Mike Gosby is, but he's very wise and he's right. Uh, he said, whoever understands the customer best wins. So we'll get into more of why that's important. So why is marketing research important? Uh, first, understand the market in which you operate, who lives there, who works there, what are the other businesses and organizations that operate there? These are just some of the questions that we want to ask. Determine or confirm if your product or service offering is good, is good in that market? Is there a need for it? Um, and has that changed over time or is anticipated to change in the future? Uh, focus your marketing efforts. So through marketing research, you will be able to focus those efforts and identify ways to reach potential customers and grow your relationship with existing ones. And then always minimize risk. As information is power, right? So it may not always be what you're hoping to find, but um, the more information you get about your market and your industry and your customers, it's gonna be great and add value to your business. So first we're gonna start off with understanding the target audience. So there's really sort of two sides to kind of defining a human, uh, demographics and psychographics, and both are very important. So demographics are things like age, gender, ethnicity, employment, education, et cetera. And then psychographics are really those things that kind of aren't necessarily on paper. So personality traits, political affiliation, interests, lifestyle, activities, opinions, do they like dogs or cats, you know, things like that. Um, but both are very important to study uh, because they both drive consumer habits and behavior. Uh, one big thing we tell our clients is don't assume your customers are just like you. It's a tendency we've seen from 
small businesses to Fortune 500 companies where the decision maker feels like, well, I don't watch CNN, so my customers don't watch CNN. You know, you tend to think your customers are, you know, younger, have more money, more attractive than they may be, but you really need to like get the information to really figure out, you know, what, um, what you're really dealing with there. So don't assume everybody's like you and your friends and has the same habits. Um, so the first tool I'm going to introduce here is the Census Bureau. Um, they've got a great site, and all of these uh, slides have hyperlinks, so you can, when you get a copy of this or it's posted, you'll be able to link right to it. Um, so this is like Data Central. Um, so this is a great resource. Um, I will admit it's not the most uh, user-friendly tool. You definitely need to spend some time and kind of figure out how to sort and create tables and, and things like that. Um, but the information is definitely in there. Um, so if you really want to get smart on your trade area, kind of who lives there, who works there, what are their characteristics, um, you can use census data for that. So they've got the raw data and then they have these surveys that they do as well too. So this slide is just a quick snapshot. I know it's really hard to see. It's basically just the US lined up against Arizona and it has um, sex and age. So it's got just the differences in gender and also the age groupings between the state of Arizona and the US. But you see all these sort of widgets up on the top. You can add in different selections and time periods and all kinds of stuff. So once you get, get into it, it's just a really, really good tool. Um, so the next is Think with Google. I'm sure you've all heard of Google. Google everybody has kind of a love-hate relationship with Google. <laughs> um, Google is certainly a tool that you can use beyond just search. Um, because Google has access to so much information and so much data and knows so much about people and consumers and their habits just based on what they're searching, what they're buying, things like that. They actually bring that all together into a resource, a library for marketers um, like all of us to go into and really get some good insights from. So I would encourage you to spend some time in there, search your category. Um, if you're looking to do a particular campaign, direct mail, you know, et cetera, you can go in there and just see if there's any information about best practices um, for your, your market or your industry. And then if you're at the point where you want to create a paid campaign, whether it's paid search or banners or YouTube, things like that, all of those tools are in there as well. So this is just an example. I'm using kind of a bakery theme throughout this presentation. You'll see that. Um, so I just typed in bakeries and it pulls up two articles, you know, related to bakeries, case studies they have. One is a video um, about Milk Bar, and then one is actually older, it's from 2013, but it's talking about Miller's Bakery doubling sales using enhanced campaigns. So all kinds of stuff in there. I definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, next is really just the World Wide Web as its own thing. So search, search away, whether you use Google or Bing or what have you, um, there's definitely no limit to the information out there. You guys already know that. Um, I've listed like I think four or five or six uh, resources here that are great for marketing. So Pew Research, eMarketer, Interactive Advertising Bureau, which is basically digital media, um, 4As, which is about advertising uh, campaigns, HubSpot and Comscore. Each of those are definitely worth a click to go kind of explore and just see what information they have there for you. Uh, next section is connecting and engaging with customers. So Neil Patel's SEO Analyzer is the next tool I'm going to introduce here. SEO is search engine optimization. So there's, search, there's SEO and then there's SEM. SEM is search engine marketing and that refers to the paid side of it. So that's the paid search, the pay-per-click SEM. But SEO is relating to the content that you have on your site and how you can make that better to connect people that are searching for, you know, that category type of business with you. The goal of 
Google and every search engine is to connect people that are searching with the right site, the most relevant site. So they are like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted because they want them to continue to use Google and Bing, you know, for their searching. So they have all these algorithms, there's lots of articles about that, but this tool will um, help you understand how much traffic you're getting and how much traffic you could get. So you can type in your website, you can type in your competitor's websites, and it'll give you some good tips on um, kind of where things are at. So I've got a screenshot here. So again, with the bakery theme, nothing bunt cakes I put in here. And it's a large national, maybe even international brand. This is just one snapshot of one little snippet that it came through. So you type in your URL and it'll kind of flip through all these different insights for you. And there's paid tools on the site as well, like most of them, but there's probably about 10 different insights you can get on your site just here. So this is one talking about nothingbuntcakes.com and how they almost have 300,000 websites that link to that site which is great. Influencers have said, oh, I love this cake for my, you know, baby shower, et cetera. Like just people that link to the site or other businesses, which is great. And that's called referral traffic. And we want a lot of referral traffic. That's really good quality traffic. Um, so that's a good tool there. Um, next on the subject of developing meaningful content. So there is a site, it's a tool called Answer the Public. So this site is all about learning what your customers and potential customers want to learn about, what they want to know about a brand of your type. So you can go in and it can help you to develop content, whether you're going to put a blog out there or you're going to do social media posts or you're going to send an email. It helps you understand what are the kind of questions they have, like what do they want to find out, um, which is great. And you want to do that and you want to be an author and provide content and position yourself as a thought leader source of information in your industry. So this is a tough looking chart here, but on the left, this is basically what I typed in bakery and this comes up. So you've got like what the 10 sort of veins here, um, all types of questions that people are asking and chatter that's going on on the internet about bakeries. And then on the right, I did a breakout of just the what vein. So you can see people are searching and looking for things like what bakery is open near me, um, which bakery delivers, which, what do they sell? Um, do they take EBT? Do they sell macaroons? Do they sell cake pops? So say you're a baker and you're like, you know, I really want to do an article about cookies. You could look at this information and say, well, you know, cookies aren't that hot, but macaroons and cake pops, very hot. We have those two. Let's talk about that. So again, good, good example, just to kind of go through and um, just see what, what kind of pops out there. It's a fun site to use too. Um, so next is just talking about competitor insights and what you can learn here. Um, so the first thing you want to do is really determine who you are competing with. Um, and there's direct competitors and there's indirect competitors. So direct competitors are the ones that you naturally would think about, like, say you're a, a local bakery, you're going to think about other local bakeries. Um, and say you're a franchise brand, like Nothing Bunt Cakes, you're actually also competing with your other franchisees because if somebody wants that product, they're going to just pick which location they want to go to. Um, indirect competitors is more like places that sell baked goods, grocery stores, big box stores, obviously online. They've made it really easy for people not only to shop online, but, you know, free delivery and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you also have to think you're actually competing with other, you know, DIY bakers, people that can actually bake a cake at home. You're competing with them, too. Um, you're trying to convince them, don't bake a cake at home, come buy it from us. Um, you're also competing with ice cream shops, candy shops, coffee shops, anywhere else somebody's trying to go and just get a treat or, you know, buy a quick gift for somebody. So the things that you want to try to find out about your competitors, again, just to kind of increase your market and marketing knowledge is what are their history, how long have they been in business, what is their ownership, 
Um, what are they, how well are they known? What are they known for? What is their reputation? How do they sell their product or service? Is it all in their own store? If they're a bakery and maybe they have this like very special macaroon um, line, do they sell that into hotels and restaurants? That's pretty common. Do they sell online? What are their hours? How do they manage off hours inquiries? Um, my mom is actually a florist in Scottsdale and she bought the business from uh, somebody and their hours were very, very limited before my mom came in and did that. So she actually expanded the hours, you know, in certain days and things like that and have been able to grow the business pretty well just by kind of being there when the business is there. So think about that. Think about how they manage off hours inquiries. Is there a voicemail? Is there like a form that you can, you know, fill out online? Think about Sprinkles Cupcakes, you know, they're pretty much always open because they have a cupcake ATM, you know, on the side of the building. If you go there and they're not open, you can just get a little cupcake from the ATM. <laughs> um, think about their unique selling proposition. So what is, why would somebody go there? Why would somebody go to one of your competitors? Do they have allergy-free options, you know, gluten-free and keto and all that's really popular now. Is that why people are going? Do they give back to a local charity? Are they just low cost? And that's kind of why people go. Um, do they talk about secret family recipes, things like that. So what, what do you know about what's sort of special about them? Um, check out their online their presence, you know, what their website's like, social reviews, Yelp, all that. You want to get a full picture of that. Um, do they provide discounts, coupons, a rewards program? And then try to understand why they've been successful, if they have been successful. So a lot of this information you can see, find online. Um, a lot of it you need to like physically go to the location and talk to people, which I know is a lot harder these days, um, but something you should strive to, to do just to get that, get that understanding. Um, the great thing about social media and reviews is that there's just so much information online now from consumers. So if you go to research a brand, not only do you see the stuff the brand is pushing out, but you see all the stuff the consumers are talking about. So you can pretty easily find out oh, this one cake they're very well known for. Everybody posts pictures about it. You know, they're all into it type thing. Um, next up, so this is a tool called Moat. Um, and this is really all about trying to figure out what, uh, what messaging your competitors are running. So are they running, you know, half off? Are they running a special promotion in October? You know, um, what are they promoting just to give you an idea of that information? So this site actually tracks digital creative and messaging. But you could assume that if they're running a promotion online, that's a promotion that's good in their store that they're featuring, that they're probably running it, you know, in other media as well. Um, so it gives you some good information there. Um, but you can see how they're positioning their brand and things like that. And it's pretty up to date. So here is an example, again, nothing but cakes um, that I pulled. And you see they've got some general advertising type messaging. These ads are animated, so you kind of don't see the rest of the headline here, but um, they have a lot of, you can see they're promoting Father's Day. They're pushing Father's Day really big as a gift for Father's Day. Rad dads uh, rejoice, pairs well with dad jokes, things like that. So some good intel there. Um, next up is called SpyFu. So this is basically a tool that like just takes everything from the internet and kind of puts it together. So you can type in your website, you can type in a competitor's website and it will give you a ton of information about um, what your competitors are spending on search, like Google search advertising, what keywords they're bidding on, uh, what keywords are driving organic traffic, the non-paid traffic to their site, um, recommendations for your brand on what keywords to bid on, that kind of thing. It's um, really, really good information. Here's a screenshot from, again, nothing but cakes, um, but it's saying in the middle here, and this is just, 
one you know screenshot of a very long um, page of information. Um, it's saying two percent of the traffic is from paid. Um, the rest is from organic people that are just connecting with that site without a paid click. Um, you can see they've got. 868 paid keywords that they're bidding on. So not just, you know, bug cakes, but you know, I'm sure baby shower and birthday gift and all kinds of stuff. Um, it talks about here how much they spend a month on uh, paid AdWords, just over 6,000 a month. So some great information, great insights that you can get really on anything that has a website. Um, next up is site visits. So this is really just kind of the legwork. And I know this is a lot harder to do now, just given the situation. And even if shops are open, they're restricted to how many people can go in. And it may not be the time where you wanted to go and just chat up with a bunch of strangers, but down the road, we'll get back to that. Um, so I would encourage you to check out the shop of your competitors, physically take a trip down there. Um, if they've got, a, you know, obviously they have a website, check out that presence. If their products are sold in other stores, go check that out. If your products are sold in other stores, go check that out. Um, see what's happening around that area, inside the shop and outside. Um, if your product is sold in other stores, go check out how they're positioning it on the shelf and how they're marketing it, how it compares to other competing products. And then engage to learn. So if you have the time, again, probably right now with everything going on, not the best time to do this, but down the road, but go and just watch how customers are interacting and making purchase decisions. You can learn a lot by chatting with other people or just observing their behavior. If you feel comfortable, introduce yourself to other customers or the owners there and build that community of support. Another story about my mom, she's a florist and she has built up a nice network of other florists in the market, partially because she doesn't deliver everywhere. So she's built up this network of other trusted people that she can, you know, oh, Peoriel, you know, call Joan at, you know, XYZ type thing. But so yes, they compete against each other, but at the same time, they've built this like really great community and she's gotten great, great tips over the years from, you know, all these different um, business partners that she works with on, you know, where's the best place to buy flowers and what promotions are working for you and how are you handling Valentine's Day and things like that. So I would say don't look at competitors as kind of a wall. I'd say look at them as like a boat you want to sort of tie yourself to. I mean, they're not all going to be friendly, but um, some definitely will. Um, talk to your customers too. So. Your customers are definitely the biggest source of information for you. Um, they're also generally your most effective salespeople, especially the ones that come back and come back and come back. Obviously, they're coming back for a reason. They love you. They love working with you, your product or service. So find out what it is from them that they love, you know, what could make it even better, and then they'll talk to their friends um, and be your salespeople. Uh, so the next few slides are about media planning. So this is more if you... Um, are at the point where you want to invest in paid media, um, just kind of take you through um, how we start that process just to give you guys that information. Um, so the first thing that we really look at with every client in um, a paid media campaign, we start with media usage, which is basically, after you've defined that target audience, you say, okay, do they watch a lot of TV? Do they listen to the radio? Are they commuting to a job and seeing a lot of outdoor boards? Are they, spending a lot of time online, do they read the paper, that kind of thing. So one thing on that, just because we're spending a lot of time with a certain media type or watching a certain program doesn't necessarily mean to be that's where you need to be because there's other consideration factors on that, but that is where we start with our research. Um, so this is basically just the rest of what we sort of go through. So campaign objectives, if your objective is to launch a brand new brand that has zero awareness, the campaign's gonna look a little bit, little bit different than an established brand that you're just reminding people you know, how great it is. 
uh, creative messaging. It's definitely important to understand what media types lend themselves to creative messaging. If you have like a very complex product or um, offer that you're doing, um, it may not be the right thing to have on an outdoor board because you really should only have about five or six words on an outdoor board. You don't want to have a paragraph of information and it's hard for people to, to drive by and actually absorb that. So you need to think about how much time you need to communicate that message. So something more complex, you know, maybe a longer radio spot or a digital ad that's pushing them to a website where they can get more information or a print ad that you've got, you know, plenty of room to write all the information there. Target geography is another thing. Um, so cost as well as the availability of specific media types and inventory in different markets does vary. Like there's certain cities that just do not like outdoor advertising. It's difficult to even find a billboard. So if that's, you know, the market that you're trying to operate in, you just limited um, in that regard. Um, environment, this one's pretty important. You want to make sure you're positioning your business in brand enhancing environments that are also relevant. So there may be a, a local, you know, lifestyle newspaper that comes out that's got information on, you know, concerts and all kinds of stuff. Well, back in the day. Um, but some of the ads in there may not be, and some of the content may be a little bit questionable. So is it the right place for you to place your ad? Because like it or not, the consumer is going to look at you in that lens. They're definitely going to, it'll affect your brand's perception that you're in that environment. Um, so definitely something to think about. Uh, competitive data, we talked a little bit about how you can gain some insights there. Um, so we don't look at it and say, oh, your competitors are running on TV, let's run on TV. Um, it's good to know. And if we see that they're running more and more and more and more on TV, you can assume it's going well for them, it's working for them. So we look at it more for things like that. But also to try to find out um, what your share of voice would be. So to try to understand how much your competitors are spending, to understand how much you should spend, you could spend um, to compete, to compete in that area. Um, and then available budget definitely um, can skew what types of advertising you have on your campaign. I mean, there's just certain things that may or may not even be in consideration given the budget. So once you've determined uh, the media channel or channels that you want to include in the campaign, you need to find and select the right vendors. So radio stations, direct mail, et cetera. Um, a lot of this contact information is obviously online as are lists of different stations and different markets and publications and all that stuff, which is great. Um, there are a few good tools such as radiolocator.com where you can go and you can get information on any radio station in the country. So you can search by market, you can search by format, you can search you know, any way you want and you get all that information. You see the coverage area, you can link to the website. Um, it's great. So that information's out there. Um, but I would definitely encourage you to work collaboratively with media vendors. So say you've determined that a direct mail drop is what you want to do, you know, you talk to the sales rep, it's a great fit, you know, they've shared past success from your category, you just know it's a good thing. Um, they have a lot of information on the market and their audiences too. So don't hesitate to ask them for their resources um, to help further make the case for why, um, why this is going to be an effective media, media type for you. Um, and to evaluate if it's really going to be a good fit. And it's definitely appropriate to ask them for case studies to say, okay, well, have you worked with other bakeries? You know, what did that campaign look like? How many calls did they get? You know, what was their increase in foot traffic? That kind of thing. So that is definitely something you'd want to ask. Um, and then definitely determine how you're going to measure success and communicate that to them. So they know, okay, what a successful campaign looks like this. So 
if we get through it and it's not working, they will definitely be more likely to throw you some, you know, another drop or some additional value because they want to get you to, you know, that, that successful point that you both at that point agreed on. Uh, so four key takeaways here. One is do the work. Um, it's a commitment to keep on top of the industry and the market. We know marketing, the world of marketing is ever changing. Um, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need a marketing degree or even a budget to uncover insights that will add value to your business. Uh, second point, use data directionally. Your business is unique. The market you operate in is unique. Use the data and the research to guide you in your planning, but definitely take into account your experience and your instincts because you're gonna know it better than anyone. Um, leverage the competition, understand the competitive landscape and learn from your competitors. Um, and there really is room for everyone to be successful. So like I said, look at it as a potential partnership um, if that's something you can do. And then invest wise wisely. Your time is very valuable as is your money. So make sure you're investing it wisely and be very clear on your objectives and how you're gonna measure success. And that is it. I would love for each of you to connect with me. So here's my information. So feel free to reach out anytime.